Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to Be the Informed Patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Dr. Saravanan Thangamani's Tick Surveillance Program has analyzed more than 27,000 ticks since it opened in 2019, so he's got a good idea about what's happening among ticks in Central New York. He's a professor of microbiology and immunology at Upstate, and he's here to give us a tick outlook. Welcome back to The Informed Patient, Dr. Thangamani. Thanks for having me. We had such a warm fall this year. Does that make for a more hospitable environment for the ticks? Yes, there is a direct correlation between warm weather and increasing human tick encounters. Because when the weather is warm, we spend more out, outside doing outdoor activities, trekking and walking in the woods. And ticks are always there. When it is warm, they try to, you know, stay at the tip of the grass, waiting for some human to walk by and they latch on to them. So they go hibernation only when, you know, when the temperature goes below, I would say, 35 degrees Fahrenheit. They start to kind of slow down their metabolism. They try to kind of find, uh, you know, nice, cozy places right under the leaf litter or, you know, debris so that they prepare itself for the harsh winter. And that's how they survive during the harsh winter. I must tell here that even in winter, people encounter ticks. So through our program, we have received ticks even in January and February. You would be surprised because people, they do snowshoe walking, they trek, they do hunting sometime in the winter. And they put themselves at risk of tick exposure as well. But aren't people more bundled up so that their skin is covered if they're out in the wintertime? How would ticks get to them? They start to crawl on their winter clothing first. And then they, they find a way to go around their head. Or, you know, when you have the wool or cotton hat, these ticks can attach to them and they can try to squeeze themselves into the, the threads. And then they wait when you go home and you try to take your hat and put it on, you know, your basket. And then it comes out and start to find for somebody else in the home. We don't know how we are carrying. Actually, there are many ways how the ticks, they don't have to attach right away. They can actually wait for you. Even inside the home, they can wait for you and then just wait for the right person to come by. How long can a tick last without being fed? If, if a tick got in your house and it was just sitting on a counter, how long could it live before it had to eat something? I would say at least a couple of years. A couple of years? So as long as there is good humidity there. In the winter, we heat our homes, right? So it's a little bit dry environment, and that is not good for the ticks. But in summer, you know, we air condition our homes. We give enough moisture and humidity inside the home so they can live. But ticks are very clever. They will always find a corner where it's not too dry. Obviously, it will try to go away from the dry to a moisture area, like in the bathrooms, they will find ways to survive there all the time. doesn't matter if it's winter or summer because, you know, we use water all the time, which means that is good enough for the ticks. Ticks can be, yeah, ticks can go for a couple of years without taking a blood meal. They are very hardy. So ticks doesn't die during the winter. They, they are very clever to find, um, you know, warm places for them to hide and, and wait until the spring warm weather comes up. They start to come out and you know, try to find a human to feed on. So all of these ticks from the fall, the ones that are young or babies, they're wintering over and they're going to be waiting for us in the spring? Yes. So if they take a blood meal in the fall, they molt, they become the next stage and they wait for us in the spring. Great. So the more ticks we have now means that there will be more ticks in the 
spring as well. And so we saw 20% more ticks in the fall, which means that I'm now projecting that in the spring, we will see almost 20, uh, at least 20% uh, increase in the number of human encounter ticks in the lab. And again, we are only focused on what we receive in the lab. So there is that caveat is that, can we actually project this to the entire state in a in an even distribution way? I cannot tell that because unfortunately, uh, whoever is encountering the tick and whoever is uh, aware of our program, they actually send the tick to us. So although we try to disseminate our tick testing information throughout the state of New York, so there is a little bit of bias is there. So we are trying to address that, but there's a general trend is there that we will get definitely more ticks this uh, 2023 spring. Well, Dr. Thingamani, thank you so much for giving us this update. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. My guest has been Dr. Saravanan Thangamani. He's a professor of microbiology and immunology at Upstate. And you can learn more about his research on tick-borne diseases at nytics, that's N-Y-T-I-C-K-S dot O-R-G. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu slash informed. This is your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.